The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or your grandmother. Then again, I don't know your grandmother. She may be way more into this sort of thing than even you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Arcane, and I am here today with Bellum, one of my friendly friends, friendly puppy friends from Lansing Pups and Handlers, who I've been wanting to get on this show for a while, and now we're here. Yay! <laughs> Finally have some free time. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the wild thing. I found that since I've become more active in Lansing Pups and just become more active in general that my joke is yeah i don't have weekends i just do different things on saturday and sunday than i do during the week my next free day is sometime in april so (laughs) i understand the scheduling (laughs) i and it crops up too i mean i it seems that you know i wake up i'm like all right this sunday or this saturday i'm going to be able to do stuff around the house and then you know i'll just get a text out of the blue saying hey your elbow hasn't pummeled my prostate recently we need to fix that it's definitely a problem that needs solving (laughs) yeah and 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 as you can tell this podcast is filthy have have you had a chance to listen to previous episodes i haven't had a chance to sleep yet so no well (laughs) so we are the premier podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. Fair, fair. And other than the, the the craft part, yeah, you could pull that out and share it with your grandmother. The the rest of it, well, I guess it depends on your grandmother, doesn't it? <laughs> oh dear. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your history with pup and kink and i've been involved in kink for longer than i should admit Um, (laughs) i'm 27 it's been over half my life i'll put it that way i've been out in the michigan scene since 2011 i I moved out here and within two weeks just kind of jumped in feet first which was which is a lot of fun i hit my first munch within two weeks of moving to michigan cool and i never really looked back I started officially being involved with the pup scene um, in the last 18 months or so, but mm-hmm. I was pupping with my partners pretty much ever since I moved out here, actively denying that it was a puppy the entire time. <laughs> were you say? Were you thinking furry? Were you thinking uh, Nico? Were just you... none of it. Just like, no, not, no, not me. <laughs> uh, they're like, um... Really? Really? Yeah. With with, okay. with the growl and the on all fours and uh-huh. the ears and the tail. 
No, of no, course. No, it's it's just a thing I enjoy. I'm not a puppy. Don't do that thing to me. Yeah. Uh, no, no, don't don't put don't put me in that that puppy box. Yeah. You know that that nice. Right. Don't don't label me in this little box here because I'm I'm a slave, right? And I'm actually I'm a trainer to my pup. So there's a whole lot of interesting kind of dynamics going on. So if you're just calling me like a pup, it feel it felt very constricting, and it doesn't anymore. I've kind of embraced that. But for a while, it's like no, that's not true. No, can't. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a wolf. I'm an alpha dog. I, um, yeah, don't put me in that nice puppy box that's got the soft puppy bed and the chew toys and the... Terrible. Terrible. Where was I? <laughs> oh, my word. So, did you know the former president of Lansing Pups and Handlers before he started that, or... How did you find the group? One of my, I think she identifies as a kitten, but she's not super out about it. She had gotten invited to a night out with Lansing Paw, and she was like, that's really not my scene. But my friend Bellum here, she'd probably love that. So she sent me a link, and I was like, ah, oh, there's local puppies! Oh, okay, all right, I'm doing this. Okay. And so I showed up at the first like official meeting, and she's like, hi, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, let's do things. What are we doing? Okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we're we're, we're drinking alcohol and and chatting with each other. Now I think I think I might know this kitty that you spoke of, black woman. No, no. Okay, uh, then then, no. it, then I know a different kitty. This you know a different. This one, um, she is a transgendered. I'm gonna call her a kitten, and she's been friends with me pretty much the entire time I'm in Michigan. So she knows what I'm into because we don't hide anything as friends. She's just like, yes, you, go to this. It's not something I want to do. Go, go for me. So, oh, Well, yeah, I, and I've been, I have gone to, I've made out to the munch at. At the kingdom. No, at Trippers in oh, Frandor. Join us. Yes, I, I went out there once and that's where I met this, this other kitty. And apparently it's a. Kitty is a thing along with puppy. Uh, Lansing especially has a lot of kitties. Okay. We do. And I've been trying to kind of recruit some to come out to the bar nights. And they're just kind of like, well, you guys are all pups. So I don't really know about that. Well, we're not all pups. I mean, some of us are just leather or latex. And in a way, you know, Lansing Pups and Handlers is kind of an artifact name. I mean, I... I like yeah. it, though, because people understand what goes into a Pups and Handlers group, so yeah. they have a little bit of a baseline before they come out. So yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'm trying to expand the reach of it through, you know, Recon and FetLife and through this podcast that, you know, we're not just Pups and Handlers. You know, we are... Pet players and leather and all sorts yeah, of Yeah, leather and latex and, and general kink and... And knitting, uh, apparently. And, and knitting and crochet <laughs> and, and, and yeah, hand, hand woven lace. And... I just, I just went to a needle felting class yesterday. I learned how to stab wool roving until it turned into things. Oh, okay. Cool. Weird skill to have, but I enjoy stabbing, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, in a previous episode, Mike and I were talking because I crocheted a harness. Mm-hmm. But how'd, I, that, how'd that come out? Did you finish that? I did finish that. I talked about it quite a bit on episode nine. And 
I it works as a prototype. I know you weren't super happy with the hardware, so yeah. Well, no, the rings actually work. The two dollar the the bucket piece rings from the kinky section of of Home Depot. Ah, Dom Depot. <laughs> Homo Depot, I call it. But oh, yeah, oh. yeah. The it got him. You know, it was right next to the ropes and the chains. Right, so of course. yeah, of course, the the kinky aisle of of, of Dom Depot. You get two of them for like a dollar eighty nine, right? And they worked. Those two inch rings worked, but I made the mistake of doing double crochet because I tend to oh. double crochet everything. Right. And the problem with double crochet is that it stretches a lot, which you don't want with a harness. Right. So when I originally measured, I kind of measured right at my armpits, and now the rings kind of encircle my my nipples. I mean, it's an interesting it's, look. Call it a fashion statement. Say it was on purpose and just move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we, you know, Mike talked about, well, you know, if we do it in wool, you could felt it and that, mm-hmm. and that would tighten it up. And I'm like, yeah, but wool on skin can kind of You can itch. also probably block it to shrink it down. Yeah. What I'm going to do. Or just you know, say it was a prototype. And yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was a prototype. Um, it was an interesting experiment. I'm going to do it again because I've got my measurements. I know that I am 47 inches at the armpits around, and then it's... Uh... <laughs> that part of me is much smaller than you. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big boy. and then <laughs> This part of me is right around that area, though, so just saying. <laughs> yeah, and then, then over the shoulder is uh, 12 inches uh, over the shoulder. Right. So, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it in single crochet, and I just got this El Cheapo acrylic yarn. Like, no, honey, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get myself a ball of Angora. Because mm. the cheap yarn feels awful, too, and then if you're wearing it around, it's all uncomfortable. Yeah. If you're in a harness, you're probably not wearing too much else. So no, you want no. to enjoy what you have on. Yeah, no. The the idea is to have that harness and yeah, be wearing that and a jock strap and a smile. I just ordered a jock strap. Oh I'm okay. very excited about this situation. <laughs> Did, you yeah, you were talking about that on Facebook that yes. that most that most jock straps Empty jocks look very, very sad. Um, yeah, they, they and I don't have factory installed bits, so it's just I. But I bought one that's like super um, spandexy, so it should compress fairly well instead of just looking like the cotton ones that are like yeah. empty, sad. Um, well, you know, Mike did show off that that one. That's got a very interesting like penis mold. Yeah, it it's, does. I wasn't entirely sure how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, because it's it's a it's a. Poorly done penis. Like, <laughs> I don't mind that it's penis shaped, but it's not exactly right. penis shaped. Well, and that's kind of what threw me off. <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe maybe somebody will will get you one of those for Bastille Day, so you don't don't feel bad about spending your own money on it. And um, abraded is I'm gonna commission him to do a custom one in leather for me too. So I'm very excited about that. Yay, custom work and supporting living artists and right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got right now. I've got a commission out, and we are recording this episode kind of far in advance. So 
Uh, I might actually have a picture of this commission when before this goes live. But yeah, I commissioned a picture of my Pupsona because Aww. I figured with a bit of meditation, wearing the hood and the tail, I figured out what Lucky Strike looks like. And Lucky is a blue brindle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, brindle's kind of striped. Look it up on Wikipedia. It, it, I know brindle pit bulls, so I yeah. have a... Yeah, it, he's, he's a blue brindle American Stafford Terrier. So, which some people, you know, that that's one of the breeds that kind of gets lumped into the pit bull group. But, but it's more that I know I know brindle from the pit bulls. So yeah. At least I have yeah. a concept of the, of the visual. Right. And he... 65 pounds, uh, 19 inches at the shoulder, so medium-sized dog. And he's the kind of dog that will, you come in, he'll he'll be a little wary at first, a few sniffs, but once he knows that you're friendly, as soon as you sit down, he will hop up, plop himself on your lap, and gently but firmly demand scritches. I've learned that about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not hop in people's laps so much. Oh, because bar stools aren't convenient for that. Well, well, okay. Well, there, there was I, 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 <laughs> I was kind of humping Veritas's leg that one time. He's got such good boots, though. Oh, he does. <laughs> A boot. He said, at the uh, first Friday in January, boot punk was there. Mm-hmm. At, to, to boot black and uh, Veritas um, went up to him and said hey what can you do for my boots and he told me that uh, boot punk basically made love to his boots <laughs> and he wasn't even wearing his his big ones because he's got he has so many boots that man he oh. has a large collection of boots and he has one pair of boots that go up to his crotch golly yeah he he can wear... My my thighs don't allow for that. I keep hoping, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, his were custom made with a, just a bunch of measurements up and down his leg. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, he could wear that, those boots plus a jock strap equals chaps, yeah, really. for uh, real. And, oh. and oh, he, he looks darn good in them. He doesn't look too bad out of them either. <laughs> I'm extremely jealous of his collection of leathers. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's got an amazing collection of leather, an amazing collection of rubber. Rubber has never been my thing. I can appreciate it like hell on other people, but it doesn't make me like wish I was in it. Yeah, it it doesn't turn your your crank the way that the the leather does. Yeah, but... no, leather is leather is a thing for me. <laughs> and I his leather. California Highway Patrol mm-hmm. uniform that is just so soft and I was just completely pawing him. <laughs> I've done the same, but I'm not sure if he appreciates it when I do it. <laughs> uh, it's just a question of, of how and where you do it, but he he likes the attention that he gets from it and I mean, don't we all? So. Oh yeah, I mean and Recently, I was able to, I had a, a session with him, and afterwards he said, you know, I don't think I have ever used that particular piece myself. I've used it on others, 
but I've never had the chance to enjoy it. Mm. It's like, thank you for giving me the excuse. Cause he just has, he has so much of it, you know, that I've offered to relieve him of some. Just, well, so have I, <laughs> but there's some great tailors in town. We can make it work. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, he and I are about the same, close enough for the rubber. That, that I could get into his rubber. His leathers, no. no. He, he uh, especially his boots. He is size 12 foot. I'm, I'm a nine and a half men's. I'm an eight in men's. Yeah. I, eight I, and a half, eight and a half wide. <laughs> yeah. I, I have small feet for a guy. So if I ever got a bug to do drag, I would have no problem finding high heels in my size. You'd actually be surprised, um, because I'm a, I'm a 10 in women, so you'd be 11 and a half-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be surprised how crappy the selection gets. Really? Yeah, it's really disappointing. Um, well, I mean, there's always the internet, and... Yes. but it's, because I- it's nice, like, shoe sizes vary a lot by brand, mm-hmm. so if you go in, you want to go into the store to try them on, and... You know, the excuse is always that you lost a bet or you're just like, yes, I look fabulous. But like even finding tens for me gets difficult. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shoes. <laughs> the, the, these shoes are 300 fucking dollars. Let's get them. <laughs> uh, this style runs kind of small and your feet are kind of big. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's the Internet and there are shoes. You know, fabulous shoe manufacturers who make fabulous shoes for up to size 15 men for a reasonable fee for some values of reasonable. You always pay for custom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you always pay for custom. Sometimes it's hard because it like hurts your wallet to do it, but it's it's worth it, too. Yeah. I I have ideas for drag, but, you know, if, if I did... If I did a drag performance, I would go, I would perform in my leathers. Mm. I mean, I would be uber butch, you know. Does, are there and like butch drag performers, though? There there are. I mean, like, but, is it, does it still count as drag? Well, I don't know if it's still, it, it would be a lip sync performance. I mean, and it would be comedy. What it would be would be me in my full leathers i'd even uh, hunt down my pipe and i would do high fashions i'm not madonna okay i don't know if you've heard that look them up there on youtube but basically the chorus goes everyone thinks i'm madonna it's really quite a pain so i think that juxtaposition would would work yeah or or, you know, do really bad skag. I don't want to shave. I, I like having my beard. And I've seen bearded drag. Um, I forget I forget the name of the artist who does it, but gorgeous, full Santa Claus beard and ombre eyebrows and a face beat for days. And Math, Matthew... Oh, it's gone. It's gone. I... I I can see the gorgeous face. I can't remember the name. So that sort of drag I could probably do, but you know, I have enough expensive hobbies as it is. And you know, I know that feeling. 
I have a pair of seven hundred dollar boots sitting in my wish list right now. Oh, I yeah. get the feeling. Yeah. This year I'm going to Claw and Mr. International Rubber. I have started saving pinching my pennies for 2017 that I want to go to Folsom Berlin. Oh, that'll be a trip. Yes. And I want to take Veritas with me because he's bilingual. He, he, and he can translate for you. Yes, he, he knows German. <laughs> when I was in Amsterdam, all I really needed to know, because in Amsterdam, everybody spoke English, mm-hmm. right? But it was still handy to know numbers up to 10 and men's versus women's so that you go into oh, the right bathroom right bathrooms, yeah. yeah because at the airport at the train station they've got the international symbols but, but not all over the country not all over the country so knowing the difference between hair and dam prevents you from being embarrassed so i pretty much had to learn the same things when i was in korea so I need to know the, the numbers in both sets of counting, because, like, money numbers are different than, like, counting numbers. Okay. And then, like, pronouns, how to get to the bathroom and how to say, like, give me that and thank you, because they don't really do please. So right. It's, I mean, it's more like that, give me that. Yeah, and, yeah, my... <laughs> Instead of, like, I would like that, please. So, and that's that's pretty much all I left Korea with, was a lot more right. than I went there, knowing. Yeah, so. my... I have an uncle who knows seven languages, okay. is fluent in seven languages. And he says for the others, you know, that, that information, where, where's the bathroom mm-hmm. and, you know, please, thank you and, and numbers or whatever the, the local equivalent of please is, that will work. Because often, you know, like if you're in a restaurant, you can say, you know, one this, please, one that, please. I, when I first uh, moved over there, I had to find uh, places to eat that had picture menus. So I had no idea what I was ordering otherwise. And it was just like, uh, she say And he comes to you and you're like, oh, oh, good. Yeah, that's something I can eat. Very good. I'm not going to die it, here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not durian. It's not yeah. balut. It, Durian's not that bad if you've got a cold. If you can't smell it, the taste is okay. I, the smell is just yeah, unbearable. I've, I, I've heard that multiple times. <laughs> I had a friend who got a durian in this country. Okay, and... They were like, okay, we're, we're keeping it in plastic, wrapped up. We are going to go out in the woods yes. to eat it. Because you don't want it in the house. Because no. you'll never get out of the house. So they went out in the woods to eat it. And they cracked it open. And they tried a little bit of it. And they are like, Rrr! and threw it out in the woods. And five minutes later, they saw buzzards circling. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, they sell it in the Asian markets in East Lansing. You can go and buy it. I, I don't ha- know how many people buy it, but it's always there. Uh, enough people buy it that they stock it. But, yeah, I have, I mean, I've heard enough stories about it that I have no desire to. I'm pretty sure I had durian ice cream once. Yeah, not, you know, not even, I'm a scent pig and... Yeah, no, not not even as part of a scene. Uh-uh. No, no. It, it needs to be the right sense, right? Yes. It, it, oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, what was the, the joke from my Facebook? On a scale of one to James Brown, how funky is your ass today? Ew. <laughs> you know what, my res- what the one of the best responses was? Erica Badu. <laughs> 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 
and I, I responded with George Clinton. I got to see George Clinton. Oh, cool. This past year. Yay. All right. <laughs> This section of A Harry Prone Companion is brought to you by the Esquire Bar in Old Town Lansing on Turner Street, one block north of Grand River. Remember, first Fridays at Esquire Bar is when the puppies come out to play. At this point, I want to shift over to craftiness. To craftiness, because I want you to have you on because you have crocheted beards. And, that was so much fun. And this just tickles me endlessly. <laughs> my my best friend back home, I was visiting, and she's like, I have seen them. I've seen them around. And her boyfriend is like, no. No, it's not okay. And I'm like, oh, I clearly have to make this for you. And she has like bright fuchsia hair, so I made her a fuchsia beard to go with it. Of and, course. Well, because then it all goes together. Yes! So I had to sew it on a hat, because I'm not very good at figuring out how to do the like ear loop situation but it'd probably be just a nice chain yeah i mean yeah uh, i would figure just a chain or like a double crochet found single or double crochet foundation and then hook it in yeah and you've got ear loops but i just i i hooked it onto like a nice warm i did a fleece cap because i couldn't find a knit one that would fit her personal style okay but and also like the ear loops will also kind of pull at your ears funny yeah. So they're either they either have to be big enough that there's no tension and then the beard doesn't fit well, or they have to be like tight enough that everything holds together and then it pulls. Like as a person who wears headbands and stuff, trust me, it sucks. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can see that. Yeah, perhaps yeah, per- perhaps connecting it to a, yeah, a hairband so rather than the ears or yeah, a, a net cap. Yeah. And tur- yeah, kind of turn into a ski mask. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's got so it has a little tiny mustache. Um, which is, I had to learn a whole bunch of new skills for it because I don't really know how to crochet. I just kind of keep stabbing at the holes until things happen, <laughs> which has led to some really horrible disasters and some really interesting projects at the same wow, time. Wow, that, that sounds like my sex life in my teens. I'm just stabbing at holes hoping for something oh, to wait, happen. Hoping something works here. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh. Well, like my sex life too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, my but word. so like I had to learn. I, I'm really bad at terminology. Um, okay. So one of my friends had to actually take the pattern that I was trying really hard to work off of and turn it into words I understood. So I now have this really messy pattern that says things like poke, loop, pull, <laughs> <laughs> because it says like you know insert into the first hole and do a yarn over, and I'm like I don't know what it's telling me. It's got all these words. It's trying so hard to make me understand. No idea. It, it, it's like it's its own language. And it really is. Yeah. And then every person who does patterns writes it a different way for the same thing. So, like, I have a couple of cheat sheets. And apparently the way the, like, English version is versus the continental, they call them the same thing, but they're not the same stitch. Yes. I've, I've noticed that, especially with double crochet. And, and I have to, to double check with the doubles because... The way I do a double is two loops, you know, starting with your starting loop, yarn over once through the hole. We gotta learn here. Loop, poke. Loop, poke, <laughs> loop, pull through two. No, just pull you through one. Just pull through the the previous work. Okay, so now I've got it anchored on the row below. Over, pull through two. Over, pull through two. And I'm, I'm back to one. I think I do it differently. Okay, let me... Because... One moment. 
I don't have my loops and pokes in front of me. I can't tell for sure. <laughs> so I've got, <laughs> I've got yarn here. It's and Dalmatian yarn. It is Dalmatian yarn. That this is what I made the harness out of is oh. Dalmatian yarn, and this is because it was so loose uh, when I first did it. I ended up pulling out a bunch of loops. Mm-hmm. Because you can. Um, yeah, because because you can. And then, yeah, I, I reconnected it, so it made it a little tighter. So See, I, even knowing that I can do that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think to. I would have done, like, a like a box fold into it and crocheted them down at the edge, so like, pleating it almost. So that there would have been, like, a higher bar in the center. Okay. Because that's just how my brain does things. All right, so I've got so this... I'm not allowed to do patterns. I've got this chain here. All right, so... Over, through, mm-hmm. over, pull through one. So now I've got three loops right. on my hook. Over, over two, and then over two again. Yeah, over two, and then over two again. And that is what I call, and what a lot of places call, a full double. Now, what I've seen is a half double, which is what my ex did, and that's over. I'm just going to stick it in wherever because well, I'm not going to you know, use it. As you do. Like you do. Over, <laughs> through. Now I've got three on and then over. And he just and goes. all through all of them. Through all three. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a. That's uh, I've a half heard, double. Yeah. I've heard that described as a half double. And the way I can tell on the patterns as to uh, which one they actually need mm-hmm. is how long is the chain that starts the row? So I've been doing this for, I don't know, six years. I still can't look at it and know a damn thing. <laughs> well, what I've noticed is because that, that half double where you pull through all three at once is a shorter yes. crochet than a full double. So if the if the pattern calls that you chain two at the beginning then and then it oh. says double crochet, then that's the half double. If you have to chain three, yes, then, then that's the, the full, full double. double. I get that. I um, and, and, and I always chain at the end, so I don't think about it being the start of the next row. I always think of it being the finish of the last. But no, it, it, it really is the start of yeah. the next row to get you the height that you need. And then if you just chain one, of course, then that's a single crochet. Right. The, or a slip stitch. The beard was this really interesting combination of half doubles and this really cool bobble stitch. And... Because you do, because it kind of goes like this on purpose. Like it, it yeah, it, it's it got weaves. a bit of weight, yeah. a wave to it, yeah. And the bobble was really fun because you start with, like, it's kind of a single into the one. And mm-hmm. into that same hole, you do a total of five stitches. Okay, so a, a, a five cluster, yeah. And when you go to the next one, it just goes boop and fills in that space with this yeah. really cool bobble. Um, let's see here. Do I have... So yeah, I, I've so never done ca- any ca- bobble stitches before. But it's way more... So that's the, flat. Yeah, th- this is a triple. And it, it's a triple where you chain two between each mm-hmm. cluster so it stays flat intentionally. But yeah, if I didn't do that chain, it would... Yeah, and it was like little thumb, like thumbnail-sized bobbles. So mm-hmm. this whole beard section is all bobbled. And I think... Because I found some yarn that I really love. And especially when I go to the gay bars, I get a lot of looks because whatever. So if they're going to be looking anyway, I might as well look better. <laughs> so, 
I found a really cool, um, like, kind of sparkly, but it's not glitter that'll shake off on anything, because that's important. Gl- glitter is the herpes of crafts. So it's just like a sparkly yarn. Um, and I think I'll do like a like the standard beard with the like floating mustache, and then mm-hmm. I want to keep adding bobbles on top of it so that it's like all lumberjacky, because this was still fairly flat, um, and I like the big like manly lumberjacky mustaches. <laughs> so I think it'll be a lot of fun to just kind of keep doing it, and because crochet is so versatile, mm-hmm. I think that I can just be like, okay, there's space in between the two bobbles right here, like I'll just build on top of it, and I'll build up another foundation of bobbles. And I yeah. think it'll work. Yeah, you yeah, you can do that. I will be interested to see it when... I'll have to wear it out to Esquire. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, ha- absolutely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and if you happen to finish this before this episode goes live, slap a picture up on, on the Twitter feed and... <laughs> and, and show Big off... Big rays of light on the... <laughs> Yeah, put 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 a couple of of filters on there. Get, give you the big kawaii eyes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> lens flare. You know the sure the the lights coming from your right, but all of a sudden there's a lens flare from yep. from the left, and <laughs> all the filters, all the lights. All, all the Instagram filters. But no, it was so doing it was the first time that I ever did a like a floating stitch. I don't know how to. I, I know so so that you had the split for the mouth. The split wasn't really the problem. It's that when I went to do the bobbles for the mustache, mm-hmm. they didn't go into the chain. Uh, I I stitched underneath the chain, hmm. so the mustache I can slide back and forth. Okay. And so it attached, you know, each side of the face, um, like right above my smile, and I chained whatever ten or twelve stitches. And then nine bobbles, and between each bobble, there's a half double. But it all went underneath where the chain was. So down here is the full beard, like mm-hmm. underneath it. And then I did a, a couple bobbles here, and I did a long chain, and then a couple bobbles here. And on the way back, I did my bobbles. And then once the chain was there, instead of going into the chain, which would have fixed it. You go around I, yeah. the chain. So instead of poking like into the hole, I went right underneath it. And it's really hard to do. And then you, when you go to the next one, it just, like, slides off. And it stays on that chain that's anchored on both sides, but it doesn't... It's not stuck there. So I kept kind of, like, pushing over the side so I could fit more... More mustache. Okay. More mustache. More mustache. A more epic mustache. But it was really weird because I didn't know that that was a thing I could do. And Crochet is just like, yes, Absolutely. Okay. Create a new hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I wonder then that then it would probably be possible to to handlebar. Yeah, to oh. handlebar. Maybe not with the bobbles, just because of the the structuralness of them. Yeah, I, I I I don't I don't know that you could actually get the the curve up, but I, I could do the like the big droopy dog one. Yeah, yeah. You you could probably extend the mustache. You know. Add, add like biker stash level to it, yeah, with the beard, so that you've got that those multiple layers there. I probably could because they they really do just float there. It's very interesting because I didn't I didn't understand how that was going to work. And the only thing that's annoying is because it's a top stitch, they were backwards, so I had to go through and pop them out the other way. But that's it's annoying, but it's easy. You just take a pencil eraser and pop them through. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All the mustache. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can add some salt and pepper in there. It could be fun. <laughs> well, and, and I see that you have the, the septum piercing, and maybe you could have just a mustache anchored to your septum. And The Michigan it, Community Boot Black actually just got a septum clicker with a handlebar on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to see her in it. <sighs> yeah. This section of a Harry Prone Companion is brought to you by the Crochet Empire. While they don't have beards for sale, they do have jock straps, belts, and bow ties, so you can have a complete crocheted outfit. That is the Crochet Empire. Look for them online and at Claw this April. Your picture on Facebook mm-hmm. has you in in a boot lecture having your boots done. Yep. Now I'm I'm gonna say the name to you, but I'm gonna bleep it out because we we don't use real names. Is that no no okay that uh, no nope. um, kind kind of looks it's like, at, that's looks at like her. Great Lakes um, Pup and Trainer and Great Lakes Leather Alliance contest back in October, and the person doing my boots is the Michigan Community Boot Black. Ah okay. Um, on Fet she goes by I'm gonna butcher her name. It's Vegasaurus Rex. Vega okay. And she's absolutely amazing, and she has been so helpful to me throughout my my entire time knowing her. She's just been a blessing. Yeah, because she she kind of looked like somebody I knew back in Flint, and, and I was like, she looks really familiar nope. here. Nope, she's one of the very few people that I really enjoy working on my boots. She's <laughs> very good at what she does, and there's a lot of joy in her when she does it. So. I've I've noticed that with. With boot blacks in general, because mm-hmm. I don't think you do it publicly unless you enjoy it. Oh no, absolutely not. I, I first time I had my boots professionally done up was at IML mm-hmm. of twenty, yeah, twenty fifteen IML, and I wasn't the the reason why I had my. It, it was at the international boot boot black competition right. and. There was this one guy there who his chair was empty, and I'm like, you know, you get my boots today, and he did an amazing job. And he goes by, um, I want to see uh, Fuzzy Butt online. That's uh, glorious. And I checked to see if he lived up to his name, and he does. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's pleasantly fuzzy back there. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you could, I could tell that. I don't know what the other guys had that they had lineups, but I mean... Sometimes it's even just your local people came out with you. You know, if if he came from further away, it's hard to get your locals. And if no one knows you, and they know everyone else... Yeah, and I mean, there was... Okay, I do know why the one guy had a lineup. Because he was boot blacking in boots and a jock strap, yes. and, and he looked like he lived at the gym, and only—that's a lot of fun. I, mean, you know, get get your boots blackened by a bodybuilder, and I'm like, okay, no, I I'd rather have this little otter black up my boots, and this little fuzzy butt, <laughs> th- th- this little fuzzy butt who, you know, who because you know he didn't have anybody waiting for him after me, you know, I was able to um, show my appreciation. <laughs> you know, couldn't do it too much because we were still technically in out, public, out yeah. in public. Um, but 
yeah, I wanted to show just how much I appreciated him giving my boots um, a good going over. Yeah, I, I take care of boots at home. I do mine, I'll do my pups. And I'm currently in the stage where I vehemently deny that I'm a boot black. Um, the same as I much denied that I was a pup. So I'm I'm waiting for that to kind of fade over and just adjust to the fact that I really do love boots and I love taking care of them. And, but right now, no, it's that I'm not a boot black, I just take care of boots. Which is okay, but... Right, and I mean, even, you know... There's nothing that says when you accept the mantle of boot black that you have to make it, you know, a major part of your life, that you have to go out for these titles, that you have to, you know, we have, you know, boot punk at, at, at Lansing Pups and Handlers. Yeah, he was asking me why I don't boot black anymore. It's like, I do. I just do it at home because it's a thing that I enjoy. You know, it's a service I give for my partner. And it's, for me, it's, it's personally taking care of my belongings. It's. And I have some boots that I don't let anyone else work on. And I've got some that's like, yes, these are gross. Fix them. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've gotten to wear some really filthy ones out to um, down to Menjo's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice when they have a boot black there. And I'm just like, I'm going to get these really, really gross. Then you're going to fix them. And I'm going to wear them in the salt. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> you <laughs> sadistic. Bastard. I've never had anyone be like, no, I won't do that. Everyone's like, oh, all this work is for nothing, you bitch. <laughs> just, As they, you know, great big smile on their face, getting them perfect, just so I can ruin them again. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no. I, Every once in a while, I am a sadist. <laughs> yeah, I only have one pair of harness boots, so I, I kind of have to love those and keep those up and yeah i so i have a pair of everyday um tack boots that i i've had since 2006 um the gore-tex is finally getting destroyed but the leather's still in great shape you can't do much for gore-tex so where it rubs on my boot on my pants it's just kind of dying mm. um i have a pair of leather combat boots that were gifted to me and i have a pair of tanker boots that i bought for great lakes that are so perfectly fitted. And they're just off the rack, but I just got lucky. It just, just somehow your <sighs> foot matched exactly whatever uh, mold uh-huh. they used. And, and I had to, I have really big calves, so I had to punch a new hole um, in the in the strap so that I could make sure it would fasten correctly. But I have leather punches because I do stuff with leather. So it was like, okay, punch, flip, punch. Okay, good, good. Now I can wear them. All right, I had a I had a freak out before the contest because I got them, you know, two days before my contest. I didn't have time to break them in all the way. Like, yeah, ah, crap, crap, crap. Yeah, I, yeah. Speaking of breaking the boots and those harness boots, I mean, I really hadn't worn them much before IML. I mean, Ooh, th- that that's a lot of walking if you haven't. Yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't IML. No, it it was before that because the year before, my husband and I. In yeah, June of 2014, my husband and I went to Chicago to get legally married. Yay! Yay! Because because that's when Chicago legalized or when right. Illinois legalized it, and you know there was no residency requirements, no blood test, just, just a, go and get it done. Uh, there's a 24 hour waiting period, but I mean we're like, hey, we'll see Chicago. 
Oh darn! Oh darn! <laughs> I, I I have to spend a night in Chicago. Whatever will I do? Well, what I did is I put on my leathers and those boots, which were new, and I went to Touche. I love Touche. Touche is great. Touche is wonderful. Touche is also a mile and a half east of the closest Red Line stop. Ooh, that's and, a walk in new ones. Yeah, and they're just. They have gotten much better, but yeah, right then they were... Just a little too snug. Just a little too narrow, right on the toes. And yeah, that that was... Yeah, that the walk to Touche wasn't too bad. It's the walk back. Yeah, the walk back after I've had a few. And you know, if you have a few more, you don't feel it. If, <laughs> if, if, if you're not driving anyway, just saying... Well, with those boots, if I had had enough not to feel the pinch, I would not have been able to make it up the stairs to the red line. Oh, that tight, huh? Yeah. Well, in a, you know, in a pinch, you can actually stretch that out with hundreds. Well, they, they've gotten much better. It was just, you know, that, for, for that, that, that was the, yeah, that was the first time. And yeah, and of course, I closed the bar down. So, so you're in them for a while. I was in them for a while. And then, so yeah, I was... I went out to the bar, I want to say about 8 o'clock. Um, maybe I didn't close it down because bars close at 4 in the morning in Chicago. I think I only stayed out till 2. Which for us is closing it down. Yeah, which for, for Michigan is closing it down. And then the walk back, and then I had to wait another, I think, 45 five minutes for the, bar, for, the for, red line. For, for the red line to show up. And then we were staying in the loop, so it was another hour basically to get from uh i think it was the brinmar station it, it, it is pretty far up on the north side to get from that far up on the north side uh down to the loop, to the loop. and uh yeah and i was like well you know i and then i had a bit of an extra longer walk the hotel was right on the blue line mm -hmm. uh, in the loop. But I was like, it's it's one stop. And if I had to wait an hour for the red line, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through the the blue line transfer. And if it's not there, <laughs> there or coming, I'm going to keep walking. And I did. And yeah, so, oh, my feet. <laughs> I, uh, I, I get lucky because... I, it's not unexpected of me to be able to just take my shoes off and walk barefoot. No one questions it. If there's a large group of people walking barefoot home from the bar, no one cares. I'm from upstate New York. I think our rules are different. But we we measure things in a drunk stumble. And, like, is that safe to, to drunk stumble home from there? And the answer is almost always yes. And the answer is as long as you're barefoot. Because, well, walking home in high heels, drunk in painful high heels, is a poor decision. Yes. And no one gives you a second glance if you carry them. No one cares. It, it's all part of the walk of shame. <laughs> and when you're drunk enough, the cold doesn't really hurt too much. Not nearly as much as wearing the heels does. Well, okay. Yeah. Oof. yeah it's a mile and a half walk. You just kind of... Yeah, yeah, just as long as you, <laughs> you don't, you know, pass out on, yeah. on the way. Oh, that's why you're in a group. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I when I was in Chicago, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we went in June. I can't imagine doing that walk 
in February. And the walk would probably be all right, but I'm just thinking the sitting and waiting on on an elevated station. It's just wind. You don't need those nipples. (laughs) Yeah, I just got my nipples pierced. They would probably freeze through. Yeah, the metal does some interesting things in the cold. (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) fun times. Uh, So... Yeah, uh, also went uh, went to the cell block, and that that's that was much easier to get to. And yeah. Yeah. I've only stopped at the cell block once. I've been to Touche a couple times. Yeah. Cell block was more like okay, everyone's there. Like I'll go grab a drink. Yeah, I mean the main reason why I went to the cell block is because one of the bartenders there, he is actually doing a. He went to University of Michigan Flint, mm-hmm. and I knew him mm-hmm. through there in the anthropology section and his PhD dissertation is about pop. Oh, cool. Yeah. From an an anthropological standpoint. And so he has written it. He has, I think he has defended it now. I think he has his PhD. That should be available for, for public viewing. What, what he has said is that he wants to do some edits to it to, make it slightly less academic and then he is going to publish it through Amazon print on demand. And I said, when you do that, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you money for it. So my, my degree is a combined degree in biology and anthropology. So it'd be kind of interesting. I'd be fine with the academic version, but I can see wanting to make it less academic for public. Yeah. Yeah. I consumption. Yeah. I, again, I don't, I don't know if he has actually hit that point yet, or if he's still just doing research. I know That's that. Very cool, though. Yeah, and it it was it started out the the original concept was totemism in in gay male bear pig dog, and it the bear and the pig kind of fell off, and it became much more about dog and pup, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah, all right. Well, Vellum, it's about that time again. It was a pleasure getting a chance to sit down and talk with you. We need to, we should do this again sometime when we can have uh, Mike here with us. Because uh, I always, it makes the conversations a lot more interesting uh, to have Mike's perspective on it. And I'll, I'll be free after after some contests in the spring. So. All right, well. Yeah. And now, are you going to claw? I this? am going to claw. Ah. I caved doing it. I'm yeah. a little, little nervous about it, but we'll see. Yeah. You're going to claw. I'm going to claw. Pork chops going to claw. Veritas is going to Cerberus. <laughs> you know how it is in our community. We collect. We collect <laughs> names, names like 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 T-shirts, but so. Yeah, there's so, gonna be a lot of a lot of us at Claw. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, there there's gonna be a good sized Lansing contingent. I don't know if Mike's gonna be able to make it. I hope so. That would be nice. Um, we can we can drag him along. I'm sure. Yeah, it's free if you volunteer. Well, seventy five dollar deposit, but yeah, you get that back. But yeah, I I paid full price because I could afford to, and I even 
you know, they asked, you know, are you willing to eat the 3% processing fee? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? It, so yeah, I pay, yeah, I, I think I, I do a lot more traveling than you do. So whenever I can cut corners, I do. <laughs> yeah. Again, just going to do two events this year and, and, uh, I have, and I have Saga at least two next month. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I I fully understand why title holders will often do travel fund fundraisers rather than just pure yeah. charity fundraisers. Especially because the travel fund you get after a contest isn't as big as you wish it was. Oh no, no. I I know that yeah, if I were to go out for any title that had, you know, you you know, by winning this you agree to compete at Mr. Michigan Leather or Mr. International Leather that I would have to say to myself, am I going to have the funds to do that anyway? Yeah, which is kind of, kind of pulls some people out of titles, but you know, part of me kind of wants to start a Mr. Esquire where the only, the only thing that you have to do if you win Mr. Esquire is show up next year to give a step-down speech and be a judge. Most most of the titles require you to do to do a step down, and they require you to hold two fundraisers. Those are normally the requirements of a title, which is fairly easy to do. Yeah. So we, as a community, we put a higher value on our title holders, and that's why we expect so much travel and expect so much participation and everything from them. But as the contest doesn't require it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the title and the reputation. And, yeah, for sure. And believe yeah that mr michigan leather actually led to the mr friendly campaign is that i mean that's dave right yeah yeah because yeah didn't he win mr michigan leather or back in uh, 2010 yeah set several years ago and it was a while ago yeah and the start of and that got the mr friendly campaign started and is still going strong and and he likes my hat (laughs) no i'm part of team friendly too yeah all right uh, we'll wrap up yeah Th- thank you guys for listening because we've run out of time again send your questions comments show ideas dirty pictures or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us we are at harryprone.com the theme music is hotspot by aux used under the creative commons attribution license i am your host sir arcane lancy mike is off this week wishing you peace love and perversion good night